The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear a brilliant marketer talk through the strategy, framework, and tactics used to elevate their brands to new heights. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. Here we are. Rebrand Podcast is back. We're just going to have fun. We're going to learn all things email marketing for the next couple of episodes. I'm your host and founder of the Harky Group, Scott Harky. And today we're going to hear about how brands can thrive long-term by focusing on relationship building. What the hell am I talking about? Well, we're going to get into it with Tarzan K, who is a writer and email marketing teacher at Tarzan K Global, which teaches businesses how to write story-driven marketing emails that subscribers actually want to read and have fun while doing it. Yesterday, Tarzan and I talked about why brands should focus on nurture over acquisition. Like always on the Rebrand Podcast, we're all over the place and we kind of go where the puck is sailing on the ice here. Hockey analogy. That's interesting. Okay. But today we're going to get in the weeds with just all things email marketing. I think the technical title is how to build brands and low-tech email marketing campaigns. We're just going to bring Tarzan back and we're just going to get into it. We had a long episode to start and we're going to get back into it. So what should we talk about? You know the game, like what should people know about email how can we get better at email marketing right now? And what are you teaching your students and your clients? Okay, well, the first thing is just starting with some simple goals about what you want to be automated. Like we're talking low tech. When I imagine a company with the perfect email marketing setup, it's like a spider web of like this email goes here. And if they click this, they go there. And that's great. If you have the team and the know-how to set something like that up, you can use a tool like Funalytics to map it all out and figure out what's going on. But let's just say that you don't have any of that set up yet. The first thing to start with is like, what happens when people join your email list? Ideally, A, why are they joining your email list? So there's many points of entry to your email list. They might have signed up to get a discount on something. They might have signed up, in my case, like usually they've signed up just to hear from me. Or they might have signed up for a lead magnet. There's like many possible points of entry. Thinking about like just starting with thinking about the point of entry and what that person most needs, even if like ultimately people are going to end up getting a newsletter from you. So the way that my email is organized and what I recommend is that you have a segment of people who get your newsletters, but that's not immediately when they join the email list. There should be something in between for those people to get to know your brand and get the thing they were looking for. So if they sign up for a discount, like that's an easy one. The first thing they get is the discount code. And then ideally a couple of follow-up emails, almost like an abandoned cart sequence, like go buy this thing, you signed up to hear about this thing, go get the thing. 
let's say they signed up. Let's say you're a CEO and you have a newsletter that's just like for people to hear from you and like what you're up to with your company or your companies, like your thoughts on whatever your industry is. Awesome. Also great for those new subscribers to have like kind of an orientation, like who are you? Like I might've just like saw an article in Forbes and was like, Hey, I think I'll subscribe to this guy's newsletter. He sounds interesting. Or I saw a LinkedIn post or whatever, like assume they don't know that much about you. There might be some key things. And ideally those are like really interesting things that you might not talk about all the time, but you do want them to get to know. So as an example, I teach email marketing skills to online business owners, coaches, consultants, like people in the online course space. So I need people to understand that in my welcome sequence, no matter where they signed up, I got to tell them that's who I'm for and what I'm all about. Second thing, there's like a lot of weird, interesting things about me that I like them to know. And also that I like to warn them and give them a chance to unsubscribe. I'm a drug user. I use certain types of drugs, psychedelics, other kinds. Like I talk about that. And I talk about why I talk about that. Like I'm also an advocate for safe drug use and things like that. So that might be in my welcome sequence. I don't know. It's just an example of something that's like quirky and interesting about me. And then usually in that welcome sequence, I would also put some kind of offer if there is one. So, you know, you might have like an evergreen product or like something they can buy from you. One, I mentioned this in the previous episode, I keep going back to this guy's email, but his name is Nathan Berry. He's the founder of ConvertKit. And he has a paid newsletter that's like, it's like Nathan's money secrets or something. It's like a email sequence you can buy, but it's a product. So that could be something to sell in the welcome sequence, like basic people call it indoctrination. I don't like that word because it's culty. But like, why are people joining your email list? What do they want? Give it to them and then move them to a newsletter segment. That would be my number one top tip. I love that. So I heard something somebody say the other day, her name was Amy Joe. I'm blanking her last name, but brilliant marketer, like handled like Shaq's Twitter, like first one to put Shaq on Twitter, like kind of show. She's freaking brilliant. And to your earlier point of like telling people exactly what they're getting and who you are as a personality, like good or bad, like here it is, like in that kind of confidence. I think she said something like, you don't brand yourself, you are yourself. And that's kind of like, what an awesome, like, I don't know, as if I was reading that, I'd be like, oh, cool. Like, you know, maybe I've done mushrooms or ayahuasca. Like, that's going to be cool. I like this person. This is kind of in my genre of kind of people that I want to be in. I love that. So I think that was one thing I heard maybe too much so that I heard that I just loved. But I think it's a great point is people want like my son's 11. He wants to know the plan at all times. Like, what is the plan? So like, the first time someone subscribes to your email, like let them know like what the plan is. Whereas a lot of people probably just dump a 1000 contacts in a thing and just randomly start sending them weekly or monthly emails, at least on the B2B space. And then on the B2C space, it just to me seems like a lot of promotions and low funnel activity to get sales. And so what I love is I'm hearing more brand building kind of techniques in how you're training email marketing. And that is exciting. That's more mid and upper funnel stuff, which I love. So yeah, those are some things I heard. What did I miss? Yeah, I also want to say like, yeah, B2C is like so wild, wild west. What I'm particularly interested in is like those like more high level conversations between like, like that I really care about people I want to engage with and build relationships with. I also want to say though, if you're not sure, like, let's say I'm saying, write this welcome sequence and like, tell me some of the most important things about you, what makes your like, 
opinions and ideas about the industry different. And you're like, you know, I don't really know what those things are. I also would like to say, if you already have an email list, you can just start like you can literally like just start emailing them right now, as if it's day one, and like, give yourself six months to figure it out. Like if you're actually consistently emailing even bi weekly, for six months, you're going to get way freaking better at it in those six months, you're going to start to understand like my subscribers like when I talk about this, they're not so interested in this other thing I thought they would be interested in. Like, that's like six months of really good data that you could use to write that welcome sequence. Like I rewrite mine usually every year, maybe even every two years, because like the things that my subscribers care about change, the things I'm selling change, the things that I care about change. So it's also like, I have seen for a lot of people, especially those who are like, you know, ribbing themselves for like not doing this thing that they know works. They're like, but I'm not doing it because I need to have all of these things set up ahead of time. Well, that could be like step two. And step one could just be consistently emailing. And even if you have a cold list, like let's say all of these people signed up, like, I don't know, six months ago, you're like, I don't know where they came from. I have this list. Like, is it good? Is it not? Like, okay, you have a thousand contacts and you don't really know where they came from. Probably like 900 of them are like gonna have to be scrubbed. But so what? Like, don't make a big deal about like, oh, this is when you like, you don't have to apologize for like not sending them emails, which is what a lot of people do. Just like start the thing. Hey, like I'm Scott. You might have joined through all these different places, but like, here's who I am. And here's what you can expect from me going forward. And if you don't want it, like, here's the door, no problem. And after you've done that for say three months, now you have some data on like who hasn't opened those emails at all. Like you can just scrub those and delete them. And that's most people. Like I have this one client and she's writing for a company that had 26,000 contacts and she was took a year of saying like, you guys, you need to scrub your list, like your open rates, your click through rates are abysmal. Like, where do these people even come from? They came from giveaways or whatever. So she finally scrubbed the list and they ended up with 1500 contacts. Like, And that happens. What's also important to know is like, those contacts are dead weight. They're damaging your deliverability. They feed your ego like, oh my gosh, wow. I'm like so important. I have all of these email subscribers. Like it's a total dick swinging number. Like here's my subscribers. Like actually, I don't care what your subscribers are. Like how many of them are engaged? How many of them are actually reading your emails? How many replies do you get every time you send out an email? And all of those, like if you're dragging those along, people who aren't opening just to feel good about yourself, every time you send an email, you are telling all of those servers people do not care about these emails. (laughs) So you need to get rid of those people. I guess maybe that's my second top tip. Scrub the list. I just think in general, the new world of marketing is finding your tribe of people and just owning it. And the vanity numbers are gone, even for B2C brands. People and the top brands in the world aren't getting larger audience. They're actually getting smaller audiences, but just more fanatical and loyal and more fandom around their brand. If you look at McDonald's, Nike, I mean, literally the largest brands in the world know that they're not going to get larger audience. They're just trying to get more loyal audience and more clear audience of who's in their tribe and who's not. So for personal brands or B2B brands, I mean, oh my gosh, what you're saying really resonates. 
And it's actually given me a lot of confidence. I'm sure other people are kind of seeing email marketing in a much different light. And I think even getting started, the scrubbing makes a ton of sense. I think I heard a lot more potential for brand building. I heard maybe more patience on a much longer sales cycle. I think I heard 12 months for higher price, you know, professional service numbers, like 2000 plus, like maybe if you're selling like one of my companies, we sell golf speakers. Okay, it's 150 bucks. Okay, that would be less than a 12-month sales cycle. But in general, much longer sales cycle than people are probably expecting. And then earning the opt-in rather than just opting people in randomly through giveaways or through your contacts or scrubbing your LinkedIn or whatever, really work hard long-term to earn in the opt-in. One thing I love about opt-in emails is there's so much you can do from a digital marketing perspective after you have that list of lookalike audience, of, you know, even display advertising, of becoming more prevalent to that tribe in other formats once you have built up and really owned a list, which obviously takes a lot of work. But man, there's just so much value to having that database for your own personal company, but it takes work. So I love the opt-in. Any other tricks or tips for like getting people to opt into your list? Because it seems like that's a lot of the long-term work that people have in front of them is providing enough value for people to actually want to opt in. Well, that's always the question. And the answer is like nobody likes because it creates work. But one of my mentors, Sonia Simone, who's one of the co-founders of Copyblogger, she says all the time, be smart in public. Like it's pretty basic. It's why I'm here talking on this podcast for all the people who are going to say, wow, Tarzan's really smart and talking about something different. Like maybe I should go join her email list. Like that's it. Like, yes, you can like, as soon as you're getting into paid ads, like that's a whole thing on its own. And I promise you like the average customer value of people who found you organically on a podcast and then went and looked for your website and signed up are probably at least 10 times more valuable than average customer value of someone who came through a Facebook ad. It's just like these listeners have spent, in some cases, like most podcast interviews I do are an hour long. Those are people that spent an hour listening to me be smart in public. Like that is the place. And being really clear, like on our previous episode, I talked about coercion and marketing. I usually touch on that almost every single episode because that is one of the key things that makes me different is A, I talk about coercion and marketing and I don't use coercion and marketing. So that's one reason why people will come to me because they don't really know what it would look like to be non-coercive or to do marketing with consent. So, you know, knowing what makes you different, like you're going to be smart in public, but you're also saying something that's different from what other people are saying. If you are echoing what someone else is saying, like, I love what AI tools are doing for us. Like they are wonderful. And also like really we're about to see like a massive explosion of same samey content. So one of the things I learned from another mentor of mine, Sam Woods, he talks about the strength of the signal, like the strength of the signal is going to become so much more important. And that's like, what do you actually care about? What do you stand for? Why should I buy your software and instead of this other person's software that like seems to do pretty much the same thing? Like the strength of the signal is so important. And email is like a really great way to show people like what you're doing, how you're doing it differently. 
but they need a reason first. So why you instead of someone else? And that information has to be available publicly somewhere. So I guess in summation, create content. Sorry. (laughs) It wasn't an email marketing conversation. Oh, this was a brand conversation. I freaking love it. Like strength of the signal. Like I've heard so much of some of these more like, North Star and purpose and this, but strength of the signal makes sense. Like in terms of, I don't know, to me, it like brings it back home. And I am so biased for people building brands that mean something because I feel the lifetime value and the strength of what they're doing and the people that will support them are just so much stronger. And I just hear so much, especially over the past five years, performance marketing, digital marketing, conversion, you know, salesy talk. And your other point about AI producing a, you know, just boatloads of content all over the place, the differentiated real voices of trust will matter. And I think the final takeaway I have and the big takeaway is email is the home base for your, like when I was in radio, we called them like your P1 listeners, like your power base listeners, your number one fans need a home base beyond social media and that's it and that's how it can spread and that's really probably a good litmus test for what you're doing and for how it's being perceived by your audience is like if you have 10 number one fans or 10,000 number one fans it doesn't matter but like building this home base of number one fans through brand building personal emails that are one-to-one and intimate is the key for long-term success of your business. And it's not a conversion tool. It's a brand building tool that has conversion built into it at times. Is that kind of should be your number one loyalty, you know, based tactic? Especially if we're talking about an emailing as a human, as a personal brand, like, you know, there's a different set of rules if you're a company emailing as a company or your e-commerce. But if we're talking about personal brands, like, yes, this is like, I think for the next generation, or even this generations of entrepreneurs, like this is like a fundamental career building activity. Like this is where, yeah, this is where people find you, the real you. I love it. Oh, how can they find you again? And what's a good client for you look like right now? Is it coaching, teaching, consulting? Yeah, so I have a program that I take 20 people at a time currently, and they're businesses who are trying to figure out their email marketing. A lot of them are coaches, consultants, service providers. Sometimes they get random different types of companies, but mostly they're people who are selling digital programs or, you know, group coaching, things like that. They have masterminds or like a lot of business coaches. And they're trying to do it in a way that's effective and also that they don't like feel weird about. So that's what I'm doing right now. And I have a really cushy version of my business right now where I don't have to like work a lot or work all the time. I mean, it's summer at the time of recording. So I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I don't even want to talk to anyone. But eventually it'll be fall and I will be thinking about what I want to do next. And I do like sometimes people will email me about a project. Like I like the idea of writing for a person. Like when I used to do that in the past, I really enjoyed doing it. Like people who have something to say, but they don't really have a lot of time. I'm interested in that. So, you know, if you, it's like any CEOs listening that are like, I'd like to start my email list, but I need help. Like that could be me. Might not be, but could be. Well, it's, you're going to be such a good resource for people too, that like mm-hmm. are in this stuck, you know, standpoint or maybe you can have a large email list and you're like what am i doing you know you're right always these of marketing's list and they're like man we're just kind of stagnant on email like i need some oh my god thoughts and ideas yeah and strategies 
that's an absolute dream. Like someone who has a large email list, like doesn't really know what they're doing. I'm like, instant ROI, like call me, we'll, we'll figure that out. Like no problem. It's so obvious. I'm like, why don't you call me? (laughs) Oh, I love it. And and again, having somebody again, there's in our space too, there's so many tech platforms, I think shoved in our face, you know, as tech providers, like promising a silver bullet kind of, (laughs) you know, solution. And I love more so consultants that can dive in and pick the right platform and the right strategies and the right content tweaks. So this is great. This is perfect for the show. Thanks for coming on. And yeah, love it. Big thanks to Tarzan K, writer and marketing teacher at Tarzan K Global for joining us. If you can't wait till the next episode, you want to learn more about Tarzan, which I definitely do. So join our email subscriber list. If you want LinkedIn profile Tarzan, of course, we're going to put it in our show notes at our website, rebrandpod.com. You can find her on Twitter, T-A-R-Z-A-N underscore K, K-A-Y, or the company website at tarzank.com. You can find me on all the social channels, just at Scott Harkey, Rebrand Pod. You'll find show episodes, like anything you want is obviously there. You know, we're building up our subscriber list. I mean, the big thing for us, our, our KPI subscribers to our podcast, new stat update, we're almost at 7,000 subscribers, which is insane. So thank you. I literally can't believe it. But thanks for the support. We're building that marketing community, which I love. And we're trying to get better at this craft of marketing every day. So that's it for today. But remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. 